Okay, with David Sorbello, Jimmy 13 is the winning screenplay from the Sports and Recreation Film Festival. A really interesting screenplay. I guess it's like a hero's journey story about, I guess the politically correct version is a little person who wants to be a professional athlete. I guess it's a seat of the script, I guess, right? Well, not necessarily professional athlete. Oh, I mean, he just wants right, to an be, athlete. You're 100% right, yeah. He just wants to be included as an athlete. And in the 1970s, when inclusion and acceptance wasn't the norm like it is today, uh, he had to fight extra hard. And there were people along the way, like Mike Nasser, who was the legendary coach at Western SC at the time, as well as Bill Warmoth, who was the previous lacrosse coach, as well as uh, Coach Palum, the football coach. These guys let Jimmy come on as a manager very early on and be around the sport. Mm. And then it was truly Mike Messer's vision to allow Jimmy to play and not just be a water boy or a mascot. And Jimmy's tenacity, his grit, his perseverance shows through and when so this is a true story to people to know this is that this your screenplay is based on a true story of of the person i guess right absolutely true story yeah. based on uh jimmy onaki's life who just recently passed away uh may 27th 2022 oh and you were do you knew him personally i certainly did and uh that's part of the reason why i took on this uh, project because Jimmy became such a influence, influential hero in my own life. Uh, lots of people knew Jimmy. Jimmy was a fixture at Chove Park. Uh, and when Jimmy was inducted into the West Genesee Camillus Hall of Fame, he said something very profound that I'd like to repeat that he never saw himself as a little person. He grew up in a family of eight kids, seven other siblings. Mm -hmm. He was the only one. He never was treated differently in that capacity. He always saw himself as a full-sized person. Yeah. Never had the limitations that you and I take for granted. And that was so admirable and getting to know him and interviewing him for my previous project really facilitated this project. And Jimmy was a fixture here in Camillus. He deserved to be in the Hall of Fame. He was a hockey player. He was a lacrosse player. He wrestled. He ran the mountain goat. He did not let his physical limitations restrict him in any way, shape, or form. Think about that. Yeah. And for me, when I go through my daily life, it's hard to really whine and complain when you have a muse like Jimmy Onaki. So where did you first meet? Like, because he passed away. He was 62. There's an obituary. We can put a link on the podcast. Like, he, like Thank you. Said, That'd be very nice of you. He's in the he's in the Hall of Fame, the 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 West Genesis Genesee Sports Hall of Fame. He did play. He played golf. He played lacrosse. He played hockey. He was married, right? Like he basically lived a full life. And so, oh, I'm absolutely. Just, I'm just curious. When did you? He's from our area. Like I, I, we were talking before the podcast. 
I'm from Buffalo area. It's in my heart. I can't leave it, even though I don't live there anymore. Um, yeah, <laughs> you just, yeah. And there's something about everybody can, people can relate to like living in a certain area, being born and raised. It just becomes a part of you. Even if you don't like live there most of your life, it's just, it's part of you. So I have a more of a personal attachment to the screenplay. So you're from the Buffalo, Syracuse area. So is Jimmy. So when did you first meet him? Like, when did you first have a, have a interaction with him? Well, like I said, Jimmy was a fixture at Shove Park. And uh, as a child myself, I was also a rink rat and spent a lot of time at Shove Park. So naturally, I met Jimmy early on in life. But I guess due to maturation and time, I truly began to appreciate and understand Jimmy uh, as an adult. And truly, when I began this uh, other project called 91 about the 91 and zero national record that the Western C lacrosse team holds. Mike Nassara, the coach encouraged me to do the Jimmy story first. And I need to add something to what you said too, about his credentials. Jimmy is the very first NCAA little person to play lacrosse at the collegiate level. That's amazing. I'm just curious. I don't want to like diminish, like, so, you know, like Rudy, there's a story of Rudy in a sense where like, this kind of reminded me of it, you know, the Notre Dame Rudy story where like, it was I almost like a do. token that they put him on the field. I certainly do. Oh, and, got, so uh, he's just showing the DVD of Rudy. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of similarities, I guess. Right. Like uh, Hoosiers. Okay. You got Hoosiers. Yeah. That's cool. Okay. So if I may, I, I was blessed to have the luxury to meet with, uh, on the phone, Angelo Pizzo, the writer of Hoosiers and Rudy. Okay. Uh, as I wrote in my uh, blog interview, uh, Mr. Pizzo is a wonderful man who gave me the time to talk uh, and inspired me in a lot of ways uh, previously to writing, uh, as I said, with uh, Rudy and Hoosiers, certainly. Yeah. Uh, uh, I cherish that conversation with Mr. Pizzo. Uh, he was direct and honest and, and, and very personable. Uh, it's not every day that you get the opportunity to talk to a man that impacts pop culture the way he did. Mm -hmm. So so I truly appreciated it. Uh, yeah, in a lot of ways, I've come to acknowledge the fact that Jimmy is a lot like Rudy. But as I joked with Mr. Pizzo, what was Rudy's infliction, affliction? Really, honestly, when you stop and think about Rudy's story, what was his affliction? Yeah. Well, he was, wasn't was as big and strong and tall as the, the rest of the football players, I guess, right? And then if you compare my story, yeah, there is no comparison. Jimmy is, pardon the pun, head and shoulders above Rudy. And no question... The character, I think, is what is essential here. And yeah. I think that's what uh, the association is, is understanding that Rudy had character. Yeah. But Jimmy has a depth of character that even Mr. Pizzo was respectful enough to acknowledge. Yeah. And uh, again, it was a pleasure to talk with him, to be inspired by him with both of his movies uh, in, in popular culture, but also to realize that, uh, what kind of a process I'm looking at? Because in this day and age, making a Rudy is very difficult. 
Yeah, well, and I think people want to see that that type of movie. And like I said, I don't want to poo-poo it because I, I, I remember like, uh, you know, when you get like a Joe Montana, obviously everybody knows who he is. He was on Dan Patrick's show and he was because he was there when Rudy was there and he kind of poo-pooed Rudy, right? <laughs> Saying that it was kind of a, like it wasn't what it was. Of course, it's like everything's kind of inspired by by movie making. So I was it like, was Jimmy like, was it like kind of like they just put him on the field for like two minutes to say that? Oh, he played lacrosse, so we can we can now put, check that off and say that he played lacrosse. Or was he like a legitimate player? I'm just curious. If the, there's no issue either way. I was just curious, like if uh, if he was like he had game. Did he have lacrosse game? He grew up with uh, older brothers who played. Okay. Um, to answer your question directly, he most definitely had game. <laughs> I mean, he wouldn't be playing at Oswego State. For Coach Spring, if he wasn't, yeah. he would not have stepped on the field for Coach Masser if he wasn't. I have a great clip in my three-minute short that started this whole thing in the Syracuse Film Festival where Kevin Donahue points out he's a player. This guy can yeah. play. Yeah. The only difference is he just doesn't run fast enough. He doesn't have the speed, but he's got amazing hands. He's got an amazing shot. He's got an IQ that is off the charts. And as Coach Macera says, you certainly don't want to be around him when he's riding you on defense because he's a hatchet man. Yeah. And his nickname became a wacky yes. because he would just chop at you to get the ball back. He was tenacious. He was definitely <laughs> a man you wanted to inspire. Basically, inspired that was by. what you... That's what you call a setup question. I want to make sure that people knew that it wasn't just like a token. Oh my God, no. Like, you know what I mean? Like, cause that's like, yeah, yeah. I appreciate it. No, and because let me that's say like that, when, uh, when Joe Montana said that on, on Dan Pat, I don't know if you, if you yes. paid attention, but yes. basically it kind of like let the sales out of so many millions of people's hearts, right? Or like, oh, this was not really a thing. This is something that they, they just did as a token. He wasn't really a player. Now, Jimmy was definitely not a novelty, and uh, I have a 30-minute rough cut uh, documentary at the moment that I'm trying to work on with <clears throat> ESPN to hopefully get a 30 for 30 out of them. Yeah, that's perfect. Uh, but uh, yeah. with that said, uh, I want to quote Mike Masser at uh, Jimmy's induction ceremony in the Hall of Fame, which was, this was not a gift. Jimmy has skills. He may not run as fast as everybody else, but he has skills. And with that, let me pause for a second. When Coach Masser asked the team to run laps, Jimmy ran every single lap. Mm -hmm. And when he went on to college at Oswego State and Coach Spring asked them to run five miles before practice, this is the kind of guy that took the time to figure out how long would it take me to leave beforehand so that I arrive on time with the rest of the team. Yeah. Think about that. He ran through the snow in Oswego hours before the team did for practice. He ran every single mile. Did Jimmy read your screenplay before he passed away? Excuse me. No problem. Uh, no, he did not. And in fact, he didn't even want to watch the uh, rough cut. I, I'm getting emotional because I missed the man. 
And what I miss is that he didn't want any of this attention. None of this was his design. I admittedly imposed a lot of this on him. Jimmy was very content being Jimmy in his own personal experience. He didn't want the attention. He didn't seek the attention. He just saw the acceptance and inclusion. And I really wish he would have. But at the same token, I don't think he'd like any of it because he never really wanted to be put on a pedestal. And in fact, uh, he was extremely humble accepting the Hall of Fame honors in a way that chokes me up thinking about it. So thank you for the question. No, no, I'm, yeah, it's just, it's just uh, like, I guess that makes him even, <laughs> even more inspiring, I guess, right? Like he doesn't want the, he doesn't want the, the, he would probably chagrin at the 30-30 if there was like an ESPN 30-30 made on him, I guess, right? Like he, he does, he just, he is who he is. He doesn't want that attention. Like you said, he just thinks that he just, uh, like there's, he, there's no, there's no, um, limitation to who he is so why would to make a movie about him right that's sort of his ideology absolutely yeah. until you meet todd howell todd howell is a young man that was 10 years younger than jimmy who lived in jordan elbridge the next town over and by the grace of god his grandmother uh met coach Masser. coach Mr. met Todd there's a little in here and had Todd invited Todd to come and watch a game and Matt let me just tell you something the interview you should be having with is with Todd because when you hear Todd talk about the impact of seeing another little person like himself and he was maybe eight years old at the time mm-hmm. And to see Jimmy out there as a player, inspiring him and someone that he can identify with at a very young age, it's the Todd Howells of the world that we really need to start to look at. And how people like that saw Jimmy and made their own lives even better. And Todd did go on to play lacrosse. Todd did go on to play other sports as well because of Jimmy and to this day and I hope that this documentary comes out I have footage of Todd getting emotional accepting the fact that if it were not for Jimmy Onaki his life would maybe not be as rich and full as it is Mm -hmm. in addition he also is so gratuitous to coach Mike Masser for getting the two of them together and on that side note if I may People need to understand that as much as a disciplinarian and a man that strive for excellence in his players, Coach Mike Masser, who's in multiple Hall of Fames, he understood inclusion, acceptance, and participation with other kids very, very early on. And it lasted through his entire career. Jimmy's just 
the first player. He's had stat girls and other managers who physically couldn't play lacrosse but wanted to be part of the team. Mm. And people need to understand on that exterior, hard exterior of this disciplinarian, Mike Masser, there truly is a soft shell inside that has a heart for bringing out the best in everybody, myself included. And Jimmy was just one of those people. And it is truly miraculous to see how Coach Masser not only influenced my life, others, Jimmy's life, but Todd's as well. It's remarkable and truly have to give recognition to Mike Masser for acknowledging the elements of inclusion and acceptance at a very, very early age in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like an inspiring. So have you written this screenplay before? Like what's your experience writing scripts? None. And in fact, as I wrote in the uh, blog interview, uh, I've only written a dissertation as an academic. So this was very liberating to be a creative and writing. Must However, be very challenging too, though. Like Extremely, because I'm starting from ground zero. Yeah. Uh, you know, writing a dissertation was uh, a lifelong endeavor. Writing a screenplay has become equally as large of an endeavor. Yeah. And I don't take it lightly in one bit. Uh, and in fact, on many levels, I'm much more proud of my screenplay than I am my dissertation. Because I'm a conduit for a young man's life that truly inspires others. And when I realized that I'm a conduit, uh, that's the biggest part of it. And this is my first screenplay. Uh, I want to give nods and props to people like uh, Brad Cotts, who is a partner of mine, who is a legendary lacrosse player out of West Tennessee Syracuse University, as well as uh, Owen Shapiro, who is a retired film professor at Syracuse University, who truly has been uh, a teacher, a mentor, a guide, an editor, and uh, a collaborator with me. And I really could not do this without him, as well as uh, two other people, if I may, Matt. Uh, Daniel Stassen and Chris Rowe uh, out in Hollywood totally changed my perspective on the ability to write. They empowered me to write with a voice and find my own voice as a writer. Uh, Daniel Stesson is a West Tennessee Wildcat who wore number 13. So this was uh, really unique to have him participate in the early stages of the development of this. Uh, And I'll never, ever forget Daniel's input, support, encouragement, enthusiasm, and to this day, constant encouragement. That's amazing. Uh, so I was just curious, like, uh, did you think about a novel or like was screenplay always the way to go? Because you're a movie guy. Well, if you ask Coach Masera, this was supposed to be a book. Yeah. Because I, I come from that academic background. But as an anthropologist and a sociologist, uh, I started interviewing everybody with uh, a camera and recording it all because I can't write as fast. And I realized by watching and 
realized very quickly that I had something much more tangible, visual than I did uh, in writing. And quite truthfully, let's be honest, who's going to sit down and read a novel these days when you can sit there and binge watch a movie or a series? And quite truthfully, some of this is worth seeing. You need to see Jimmy playing in uh, lacrosse. Yeah, there's a visual element to it, I guess, right? Absolutely. And not only that, just the the facial mannerisms and, and the nuance. And like I said earlier, to get someone like Todd to become emotional on film, that's an art. Yeah, it is. And I realized very uh, it's it's unique. And uh, this I really hope this rough cut becomes something and that people can really see Todd and and see Jimmy and see Jimmy playing hockey and lacrosse, because quite truthfully, that three minute is just a tease. Mm-hmm. Well, I wish you the best of luck uh, with this this screenplay, with this story. I think it's very ins- inspirational. There's a lot of way to go, go with it. Uh, so I hope uh, this is the beginning. I we are honored to show your film, your sorry, your screenplay at our festival, and uh, hopefully it's winning other awards and you're getting a lot of the attention that it deserves. Well, thank you, and and I need to reiterate that I'm just a conduit for the story. Uh, that that is truly Jimmy's life. That is the inspiration. I just uh, am the megaphone or or any way you want to phrase it in an effort to get people inspired to live their own lives to the fullest. That said, you had to learn structure and like in terms of plot points and the screenplay format and all these other things. It doesn't take it doesn't it's very difficult to, to pull off a feature script and get awards as well. It's not an easy thing. And if it's your first script, then kudos to you. It is my first script. It is not going to be my last one. Uh, I have been recognized in a few others. One of the most amazing experiences being recognized uh, in your festival and having all the accolades. Uh, At one point, I'm not embarrassed to say it was overwhelming emotionally, and I truly appreciate it because uh, having lost Jimmy, this is only recognition that his life was truly uh, a blessing. Well, congratulations, and uh, let's talk again when you you make your next uh, award-winning short for us, your feature screenplay. Well, thank you so much, man. I appreciate it, and all the best to you. Thanks. One, two, three, four, five.